Welcome to the In Pursuit of Branding podcast. I'm Kelly Whitman, a brand strategist, designer, wife, mom, and avid reader. Through my work, I've helped hundreds of purpose-driven businesses build strategy, meaning, and connection into their brands so they can do more good work in this world. You are enjoying this podcast ad-free because of the very generous support of subscribers on Substack. You can learn more and subscribe at kellywhitman.substack.com and continue the conversation about building a people-first business. If you're a service-based business owner, creative entrepreneur, or consultant who wants to build a business doing work you love while also supporting your life, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Friends, I am so excited for you to listen in on this conversation with Renee. If you are into human design and... P.S. Side note, uh, check out episode two with Jen Fieldman if you need a human design refresher or aren't sure what it is or how to use it within your business. Bringing it back to today, um, my conversation with Renee is all about taking how to use human design in your business one step further with Gene Keys. And prior to meeting Renee, I had never heard of Gene Keys. So this was as much a learning episode for me as I hope it will be for you. A little bit about Renee. She's a personal empowerment coach who helps women go all in on their uniqueness. She helps them discover their purpose, confirm their gifts, and find direction. So if you're in this space of being human design curious or really enjoy learning about how it can support you in business, I know you're going to love this episode. So let's get into it. Hi, Renee. Thank you so much for being here. I am very excited to have this conversation with you today, all about Gene Keys, which I know nothing about. So this is going to be listeners, you and I are learning as we go together. But before we jump into all of that good stuff, can you please share a little bit about you personally and professionally? Yeah, so I am so excited. I'm excited that I'm the first person to tell you about Gene Keys because you're literally going to be so blown away. You're going to be like, what is this life? How have I been living without it? Um, So I'm excited to be your news deliverer today. (laughs) Um, So my name is Renee. I am pretty much like was a jack of all trades of all the things. Um, I specialize in content marketing and all of that fun stuff. And as I started working with so many more entrepreneurs and industries and various levels and all of that, one missing piece that they all had was the confidence to show up as them Mm. in their truest form. Um, Not with what other people should do or say that they should do or whatever their industry is known for or anything like that, like truly showing up as the person that I was talking to on calls behind the scenes. Um, And I saw that there was a big miss for that. And that's when I personally was on a, you know, healing spiritual journey. And that's where I found the Gene Keys in human design. And it put language to all of the things I was feeling, all of the things I wanted to say, but was too scared to. Um, And it really did give me my voice back to be able to show up in my business and in my life as my true self without hiding behind shoulds or what I other people said I could do. Or, you know how we all kind of like, dim down so that way we make others comfortable uh oh we don't do that at all yeah so it's like that's kind of where <laughs> I was seeing a bigger impact that I can make other than just content because so many people would be so like safe in their content but then I'd be on fault on the phone with them and I'm like you're cool as hell like why are we not showing this person and they're like I can't oh, I can't show this person no 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 nobody would pay my stuff if I like showed up like this I'm like bullshit I'd probably trip so 
that's how I found the Gene Keys. And now I help <laughs> entrepreneurs unlock their authentic voice um, through that and really connect with their higher self, with their soul inside, not what other people think they should look like. I love the discovery process there. Ty, make the connection for me because my brain is going and maybe we, I'm trying to figure out what question to ask first. What is the, how do gene keys bridge that gap? And maybe it's starting with what they are, what this, this, um, you know, tool is, but how do gene keys bridge that gap between, you know, being in that space of, I can't show up like that. Um, no one will buy from me if I, you know, show that side of me, um, to then hell yes, owning who you are, owning your voice, owning your message and really feeling empowered to show more of yourself, um, without, you know, any of that comparison, that fear, that imposter syndrome, all of those negative stories and gremlins that come up. Um, so what do, how do gene keys? Yeah. Bridge that gap between, um, those two ends of the spectrum. So human design is like what I call a gateway drug. Okay. So human design is the pretty much, it's like a personality test on like steroids. So if anybody is familiar with human design, it's pretty much how you are meant to operate based on your astrology. So there's like some eaching in there. There's some astrology in there. There's some ancient shit in there. I mean, it's like pretty deep stuff. Um, and what's really cool about it is that you can tap into it by just your birth date, like your birth date, time and location versus having to sit down and answer a questionnaire. Because if you're anything like me, you cheat. <laughs> do a quick interjection. If anyone wants to learn more about human design, we did have the lovely Jen Fieldman episode number two, um, gives kind of the synopsis of human design. So we have talked about this on the podcast, but what I love about what you're sharing is at least my understanding from when you and I hopped on a quick chat before recording was that from my understanding, gene keys kind of take it that step further, right? Exactly. So human design is like how you usually find it. It's usually like the intro and then you get deeper because there's on your human design chart is all of these numbers and all of these planets. And you're like, okay, there's more information here. And human design has its own version, but Gene Keys is actually like what's in your DNA. This gets into like quantum physics. It gets into all of that fun stuff. And have you ever been like called on your shit? Like you have a best friend or your sister or like your mom or your husband or somebody that just they just say something and it just like literally opens your whole world. Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> A few times, maybe, perhaps. That's what this does. Like when you read these Gene Keys, so there's certain numbers, right, on your chart and you go to this book. It's called the Gene Keys book. It's like 30 bucks on Amazon. And it's this guy that downloaded it all. And you read it and it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, was this person in my freaking diary when I was 16 years old and like listening to NSYNC like on the floor crying? Like it is insanely spot on to exactly all of the things that you deep down have never said in public and it calls you on your shit. It's like, oh my gosh, I totally do that. Oh my gosh, I totally do that. And then you're hooked. It is crazy how spot on this is and I know it can get pretty robust out there but I want to keep it simple so that way you're not like spending most of the time understanding what it is it's pretty much just your information your map your gifts your unique blueprint on this planet and what you're here to do and a tool to kind of help you navigate you I call it like your operation manual sure. in an easy way to keep you from letting your mind win it's literally your mind's secret weapon so then going back to how 
how did you first use it to really get that confidence and feel that empowerment to show up in a way that felt more like you or that showed more of you with your community and your audience and your market? Well, I always thought I was wrong, right? So we all get, Mm. especially with social media, there's so much information at us and so many, well, it's working for her. It must work for me or this strategy and this is tested and this is proved and I made a hundred K doing this. So you're like, yeah, give me all of it. (laughs) And then you do it and you get nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I kept saying like, I would listen to everybody and you know, that voice, it gets louder as you get into this, but that little freaking voice that's like, but they're, but they're wrong. Yeah. The way I want to do it is right. Like that deep down little, little, little hint that's like, no, I want to do it this way, even though nobody else has done it this way before. Yeah, it's freaking weird. I know. But like, it feels so right. But then you shut it down with your mind because you're like, no, Renee, you cannot do that. Or no, so-and-so, you can't do that because that's not the six-figure way. That's not the seven-figure way. Not uh it's not tried and true. The TED Talk lady said you have to do it this way. And so when I finally read my gene keys, it was exactly what that voice has been telling me this mm-hmm. whole time. Or would you be willing to share like a before and after, even just one, you know, small example, large example, you know, whatever resonates for you of this was something that, you know, I said I couldn't do or that I wasn't doing. And then after having discovered this tool and really leaning into it and aligning with it, then now, you know, shifts in perspective or some kind of like before tangible before and after of how this has really supported you and your business and making decisions um, and, you know, making your next right step. So it's funny because my communication, which I'll share you, there's um, your conscious mercury is what you're supposed to communicate to the world, right? It's what you are here to teach the world. And it's all about listening to that inner voice. (laughs) So everything that I was going in. So every, let's back up a little bit. Every jinky has a shadow, which is a low frequency, and it has a gift, which is a high frequency, right? Okay. So you have the shadow, which is like your small self we'll call it that right that little limiting belief self and then you have the gift which is like your highest best most confident like authentic real you self and so the um the thing that I was teaching was always looking for somebody else like pedestaling other people that Mm -hmm. they had the answers because they looked successful and once I started to notice in your business because you'll see patterns of how this is playing out in your life every shadow in your jinkies will show you a pattern that you are repeating And so it really, like I said, it calls you on your shit. And I was putting all of these people on pedestals. Like I assumed that if you had this marker, that means you're legit, right? Like I should listen to you over me because you have this like marker. Sure. And so the gift is trusting your inner voice, no matter what the consequences are and having full commitment in that. And so that was the biggest change that I heard. And when I started telling people, you don't need permission from other people. You're supposed to do it in your own way because we are here to not be duplicatable. We're individuals. And so that was that main jinky that I heard that I was like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for how long? And it made sense. Like it it opened, like it turned the key into like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing, right? And you'll see that because you're going to be like, You'll see it playing out some, some sort of thing in your life. You'll see it playing out. And then it almost like it unlocks it, smacks you in the face. And it's like, look, it's not me. That's the low frequency side. I can let it go. I can trust myself. I'm actually right. And then it unleashes all of this stuff that you've been hiding deep down. It's like, for some reason, it just gets easier. Which is what we're all about around here. We want that ease and that enjoyment and the fun. So for you, do you feel like the, 
the, the biggest shift that you had, or even that you had your you've experienced with clients, it sounds like is this permission giving of this is what you're supposed to do. Let's not listen, you know, kind of cutting out the noise. I would say it's more of confirmation than it is permission, right? It's like, because deep it's like, let me ask you deep down, there's a voice inside of you telling you what, what to do. Right. Absolutely. Oh yes. But there's an even louder one telling you why not. Depending on the situation also. Right. Yeah. Yes. Especially in business. It's highly volatile. It's very emotional, right? Because you're like putting your heart on the line in exchange for money. It's very transactive. It's a very heated area of emotion. And so when you hear the confirmation of, it's almost like they read your diary. Like you're like, I knew it. And then you have like this hype girl that comes in. That's like, yeah, you should totally freaking do it. It's like, it puts language to all the wor- all the feelings and emotions that you just know, but you don't trust. And it says, girl, trust it. Like, I promise it's going to work out. And you're like, how does this guy from freaking England have his perfectly described about me thing in this random book? And it just, it's like, how can it not? It, it gives you a little magic, right? Because you're like, shit, like, how does it know me so well? And you can't argue <laughs> with it. Like, you really can't. So then what does it look like for you on a day-to-day basis and how you're using Gene Keys, you know, from your, you know, business journey on a, on a typical week? You know, what is that? How are you really utilizing this tool in making decisions in communicating, you know, all the things? Yeah. So pretty much, you know how you have like emotions throughout the month, especially being a woman, like you have the week where like you love yourself and then you have the week where you're in comparison and then you have the week that you hate yourself and everybody hates you and you're going to quit and you're going to go get a job. Like the emotions of the month. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Like It's like every time I get like that, I go back to my jinkies. Like I print them, every client that I work with, I print them a book and they get a pretty much I call it, they call it the Renee book, but it's a book to them. Right. And so anytime you're feeling insecure and you're looking down, you know, social media, or you feel like you're just not making a difference or anything like that, it brings you back to center. And there's a couple different gene keys that we can cover that will, I'll tell you exactly which ones are good for this. Um, but they bring you back to center. And I know whenever I get off my path or I forget why I'm doing this, or I get into, you know, comparisonitis, or it's not happening fast enough, or I'm not good enough. I go back to those. And those are my why those are my recentering. So that way your mind is so powerful and it could take you off track so quick that this is something that shuts it down. It says, no girl, we're, I'm in control. We're not doing this today, right? So it's like I said, it's like it's your mind. It's your secret weapon against your mind to keep you on track and less into that negative insecurity spiral that we all kind of go through because social media likes to shove success down our throat. And if we don't look like that, we're failing. Um, It helps you see your path on your terms, on your Mm -hmm. timeline and your, you know what I mean? Your spark without comparison. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I remember when I first learned my human design, um, which I believe you're a projector as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and that realization of the wait for the invitation, like I maybe shouldn't be going out there and pushing my shit and peddling my stuff all the time. Like people come to me and that's when really the good stuff happens. And that's when it feels really aligned and empowering. So on that, you mentioned that there's two gene keys that you want to talk about. Um, I want to get into that, but are there how are then the gene keys tied to 
your human design? Like, are there certain gene keys that only show up for projectors and only certain ones that show up for, you know, generators and manifesting generators and, and like that, or what's the, what's the tie in there to your human design? So you're going to have all of it's the gene keys are your it's where the planet was when you were born, right? So it doesn't have anything to do with human design type, um, but it does have to do with your profile line. So you know how you, let's say you're four, six, five, two, all of those numbers in your profile lines, that's what's going to be a lot of your activation lines. So it's kind of the tie-in with human design, but it's not going to be like projectors only use this. Got it. It's not like that. It's going to be, everybody's going to have a different gene key in a different planet. And then they're also going to have a little nuance with an activation line, but there's, um, the gene keys are all unique to you. We all experience them because we are as a whole on a frequency, like we're all connected, but your gene keys will be specific to you, not your design type. Got it. Okay. So then what are, you know, I think you mentioned that there was two that are really important to know. What can you walk me through those? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's two in one. <laughs> this is like my absolute favorite for business owners. Um, so you have your conscious sun, which is going to be on the, if you're looking at your chart, it's going to be on the right side, which is, I was going to pull it up, but I forgot we're not on camera. Hi, Renee. Um, your personality side. So it's going to be the, um, it'll say you have a personality side and a design side. Your conscious is your personality. So the conscious sun is the toppest one, the top one on your chart. If you can pull up your chart, if you have like, you can get one at Jovian Archive, anywhere like that, your human design body graph, Mm -hmm. the top one is going to be a circle with a dot in it. That's your sun planet. That is going to be your conscious sun, which is your life's work, which is your greatest challenge. But it's also the brand, um, your brand, how you shine out into the world. So it's a twofer. And I absolutely love this because- The life's work is going to be your greatest challenge, which is your inner work, right? This is how you can start to build that confidence in yourself and really do what you came here to do in your life to create fulfillment. And then when you finally get through that, you go to the brand side, which is how you shine out into the world. And it's just so beautiful. It's like, it's this journey that you go on from inner work to that outer work because you can't have your outer shine if your inner light is dim if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and it's just so beautiful the way that it does that and then you'll have your activation line which goes a little bit further um that's kind of where a rabbit hole starts so I'll stop there but you'll have a gift and a shadow of those of the brand and through your life's work and the brand's shadow is how you're going to help people because when you transcend that that's how you help the people behind you right because you have experience and then your mm-hmm. gift is how you shine out into it how you serve your people how you shine out into the world so if i'm looking at my chart right now those all those symbols that i'm seeing mm-hmm. that's those are the gene keys correct and then there's also they're also known as gates yeah. in human design um but i work through the gene keys specifically it has a different nuance to it it's more poetry um and they're a little bit different than the gates and all of them have a certain purpose or a certain meaning and you have a conscious side and you have an unconscious side. Okay. So we're getting, I know into the nitty gritty and for listeners who don't have a chart, then you can kind of skip through this. This is just a clarifying question. So for mine, like when I'm, I got mine at the um, Jovian archive, the design and the design is one side, right. And then personality Mm -hmm. is the other. Is that what you're meaning by the conscious and unconscious? Yes. So your design is that unconscious side. And then the personality is your conscious. That's like what you're aware of. 
So then how does that relate to, is that the shadow and the light um, of the gene keys for those two or? Each one's going to have a shadow and a gift inside of it. So let's just say your conscious son, that first one, that number is going to have a shadow and a gift. Uh, So there's technically four. Exactly. So the next one, so if it's a different number, it's going to have its own, right? And they have different, um, different meanings. So like I said, it's, it's, you know how, like when you go into human design, it's very robust. So I always take it like very one step at a time. Um, but the gene keys are kind of like a, a journey to getting to know yourself on a deeper level. Sure. Um, I like to use human design as my tool belt, right? Like I use my profile lines in business. I use everything like that. And the gene keys give you, it gives you a little bit of a deeper connection to who you are internally that you don't necessarily believe. Um, a lot of people feel really comfortable in the shadow and they have a hard time seeing their gift, which I feel like is programming. Um, because we're always meant to like, you know, dim our lights, make other people like we don't toot toot our own horn. That means you're cocky. You can't do that. And so, so many people will go to the shadow and be like, yes, I totally do this and have a hard time seeing the gift. Um, and that's where that work begins. Because when you finally start to see that that in fact, isn't you and all of these things that you beat yourself up about aren't really you. Um, it gives you the freedom to finally have the confidence to go and see the gift as well. That makes total sense. So if you're like me and you're brand new to this idea, is this something where we have to buy the, I don't mean it like this, but we have to buy the book in order to get that information or is this, are there places that we can go to learn more or it's like, just get the book and read through it, find your numbers and and start that process or where would you say to be is a good place? Yeah, to you can go on like the Jinkies has a website and he has an audible version. Um, but to be honest, the book is like this. I like the book because it's tangible. You can hold it. It's right. I mean, for the, it's literally it's like 30 bucks, but you highlight it and you reread it multiple times. Like it's only like a couple pages of each. So it's not like you have to spend like hours in it. And what I do is I'll go back and I'll highlight something. And then I take another highlighter, like at another time in my life, like say I revisited a month later and I'll highlight something else and I'll highlight something else. And you can use it for content. Like you can use it as little, like I take those contents and I put them as post-its all over my computer. Like I love having the book because it's the most, it's like a workbook. It's real. It's life. Like when you're listening to Audible, it's kind of like you check out, you know what I mean? You don't really- deep dive as much. So my best advice, like what I would do is get the book, like 100% get the book. It's like not even expensive and you can go back to it. And what's cool is then you could do your husband and then you could do like your kids. You could do everybody. It's like super fun um, because it's so beautiful when you see it and you'll see the words and you can pull that into your content. And it's just, it's absolutely, it's so fun. Just get the book. Highly recommend it. Um, which I I found that too with the human design uh, book. Like it's it's something that it can be really heady and it can be overwhelming. It's not like a you know fiction book that you can listen to when you're on a walk. You know you want to actually be able to see it and flip through it and um, reference it again and again, which is very challenging. I would say with an audiobook. So. Maybe another, would you be able to share like from your clients, you know, again, kind of going back to some examples of how they've been using this as a tool for making business decisions or making next right steps or um, even, even like creating content or marketing or website, you know, whatever, but whatever comes to mind or feels um, like it might 
be a good example, but just showing some more of how this particular tool can be used as a business owner um, to get into that space of ease and enjoyment and flow and fun. Yeah. I'll give you one, which one of my clients is in like, not necessarily a boring industry, but an uptight industry. She's a dietitian. Um, she works a lot with um, celiac um, and stuff like that. And so she came to me and her brand is very, they have a group of dietitians. They're very like top knot and sweater. Like you meet with them on calls and so cozy, so fun. And they like make it to where it's not so scary, right? Like they have an mm-hmm. app, they're killing it. They're just amazing. And so she always like gets in her head because she feels like since she's a dietitian, she has to be super buttoned up, super professional. Otherwise people aren't going to take them serious, right? Because of that industry. Mm-hmm. So she eats all of her stuff on paper plates. Like her meals are horrible looking on paper plates. And she would like, she wanted to show everybody like what she was eating because of her industry. And like, she would always get embarrassed because she's like, well, I, I can't like show that I eat on paper plates and like, it's all messy and sloppy and like, you know, and we were going through her brand and her marketing tone. So every single one has, a, you have a specific marketing tone. Some are authority, some are teaching, some are humor, some are heart and feelings. And so when I got to hers, it was, hers was all through humor where she shares humor through, through hindsight. And so everything that she learned is actually a connection to now I can laugh about it because I tried it, right? And she was so scared of sharing that to be humorous, to be fun, to be connected, to be relatable. And so when I was on the call with her and we went through her jinkies and it was all about, you know, we had to go through a shadow and stuff. And we came to that that marketing tone and I was like, why do people come to you? She's like, because we're not like everybody else. And I was like, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like then, so she was like, oh yeah, you're right. But she goes, yeah, they like that they can come like with their kids running in the background and we'll actually still have, like, you know what I mean? It could be a very comfortable kind of, we have your back relationship. And then I read her, her, her uh, marketing tone and her eyes just went, Oh my God, no wonder it's been feeling. I was so resistant around content because I was faking it. Like I was putting all this effort into creating this perfect personality when all I had to do was just show the humor and feelings. So she started showing her paper, paper plate meals. She started sharing about all of the things that she's done, all the labels she like laughing at the things that she used to nitpick over. And she had so she goes, she sent me DMs multiple DMs. She's like, I don't even know who these people are. They're just coming out of the woodwork. I'm like, yeah, you spoke their frequency for the first time. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Then I had another client who is hers is long and robust. I call those my meaty clients where they can't just give you one tip. They have to give you the whole kitchen sink. And she would beat herself up because she was trying to do reels. So she was trying to throw up all of this content in a reel and it would take her like 50 minutes. I was like, we need to stop. So she was getting so frustrated because it would take her hours to try and clip down her reel to that 15 second, 30 second little reel. And we go into her marketing and we go into her gene keys and she's not, she is long form, robust content. And I said, go and write your blog, word vomit on the blog. And then pay somebody else to repurpose that shit because you are going to spend hours on end trying to fit into this little box when you would be better off doing carousels or doing blogs and email newsletters. Mm-hmm. Like, and she just looked at me like, oh my God, but I have to do reels because that's how I have to. I'm like, no, you don't. Not when you suck at it to your way, because think about all the energy you're wasting trying to be somebody else, mm-hmm. trying to fit in a box that doesn't even fit with you, right? Like I show up on video because I'm very like, 
energetic and like enthusiastic and all of that stuff. And when I talk or when I write, it just doesn't come across. So I double down on all video content. I barely do any written content anymore because I just would rather explain it and bring you in. And mine's all through heart and feelings, real human examples. Yes. Thank you for sharing those. It's so helpful to just see how you know, something like this, and we dug into this a little bit with the human design, but taking this another step further of leaning into what feels good for you. And again, getting back to what you shared in the beginning, right. Of the fact that just because someone else is doing it and is successful as it at it does not mean that you have to, or you should, or any of those above things that gremlins that come in when it comes to marketing about our business and talking about what we do. There's just, there's so many things that, and stories uh, that we can come up with about what we need to be doing. And I love that this is a great tool to really help you lean into what you want to be doing and what feels good rather than what you feel like you should be doing. And because everyone else is. Well, you can feel when you're not doing, like you can feel when you're in flow and you can tell when you're not, when you're forcing it. Right. And it's like, for how much we're selling ourselves and the reason why we stand out is when we actually show ourselves like that's the differentiator when you think of like five different people that do what you do what's the differentiator you right the way you say it mm-hmm. so i used this example a long time ago but it was like say it could be five fitness coaches we'll just say that i don't know five fitness coaches, you give them a post-it note with the same exact sentence on each of the post-its, right? And they all have to say it. None of them are going to be the same, right? Like they're all going to be completely different. But when we try to be all the same, what's the differentiator then? Price? People buy from people they like. So if you don't know who you are and you don't speak their frequency, they're not going to hear it. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing with like energy and radios and all that shit. Like all the frequencies are true. Like when you speak your people's frequency, because you have a group of people, this is getting right out there, but you have a group of people that are destined to work for you, work with you. You have a fractal family. It's a soul family that is here to help you. You're here to help them. They're here to help you. There's just some people that you are connected for. You're not here for everybody. So if you don't speak their language and you're trying to speak the fitness influencer next to you, you're trying to speak theirs and wondering why it's working for them and not working for you. That's why, because you're not speaking your language. You're speaking somebody else's. And this tells you exactly what your language is. And when you read it, it doesn't feel foreign. It's actually like, oh, damn, finally, right? So it's like, once you finally realize that nobody, like, how is it that we got to a point where we think everybody knows better than us? If you really ask the question, what gave them the, the permission What validates them to tell me how I need to run my business, how I need to speak, how I need to show up? Because that's not true. Like, how did we get here? Right? Babies don't show up and be like, oh, well, she looks like that. She sounds like that. Maybe I should cry like that too. Like, no, it's so ridiculous when you really think about it. It's like, (laughs) why did we all of a sudden say, you know what? That person that has 100,000 followers with a blue check mark. Yeah. She fucking knows what I should be doing in my business, even though she's never met me before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. (laughs) Oh, you're speaking my language and you are after my own heart. It's so true. And I I was listening to a podcast this morning um, and it was with uh, Nathan Barry. He's the founder of ConvertKit. And he was talking about, um, at his, he had a com- one of the ConvertKits conferences, it was a couple years ago, um, Pat Flynn, who is the owner of Smart Passive Income. He has a very successful podcast. He's been um, in this creator, content creator space for quite a while. Um, he was the keynote 
and he went onto the stage and he read a children's book. It was Llama Llama, something Llama Llama book. And he just, he read the book and everyone was like, what the hell is he doing? And he read it from front to back, you know, cover to cover. And then he stopped and he pulled up a YouTube video of Ludic, I think it was Ludicrous, wrapping the same exact book. And then he, you know, circled it around to the message, which is same book, same content, different messenger. And it's this whole idea exactly to what you were saying that you've got five fitness people and they can say the same thing, but it's going to be different because they're all different people. They're different messengers. So getting back to, again, this, you know, gene keys can help you to figure out what is the way that, what kind of messenger style do you want to have, or not even that you want to have, but that you were born with, and that will resonate with you and with your right audience and your right people. Um, Because I think even going back to, you know, that example, you can say the same thing maybe as someone else, but it's going to sound a lot different coming from you and for your audience. And it'll resonate with them than differently than other people. And I think we often forget that of, we don't want to repeat the same thing. And it's, this has already been said and yeah, it has already been said, but it's not been said by you and you can have your different spin on it and your different perspectives. And that's what makes you, you and your brand, your brand is that those slight differentiations and different perspectives and different experiences and knowledge that you're drawing from to share whatever it is that you are here to share. Exactly. And it's, it's not that, you know, it's some people like that and some people don't, it's like, that's okay, right? Like it gives that permission to release the people that don't because we get so caught up in people pleasing or feeling like if nobody or if we don't market to everybody, like nobody's gonna like it. It's like, yeah, but it gives you permission and that freedom and that trust to let them go because you know when they're not fit for you anyways. Like if I show up, I do a lot of, I mean, I show up real. I mean, that's in my content or my jinkies as well as like super authentic and real. Like I drop F-bombs, I show up, I break big concepts down into like quirky things. I'm very energetic and quirky like that. If I showed up on a coaching call or like a client call and I showed up like super buttoned, they'd be like, what is happening? Like think about how much effort it would take me mm-hmm. to be like consciously aware of not dropping an F-bomb or not like using my hands or not jumping up. And, like, you know what I mean? It's like, Think about how much effort you're wasting trying to chin check yourself. Like, nope, can't say that. Nope. Like you're in your little box, how much effort that takes when you could just jump the fuck out of the box. Right. And then going back to, if that's the first impression that someone has of you and then they hire you and you are showing up more as yourself, they're going to be pretty pissed off because that's not the experience that they had with you and your business and your brand that's not what you're projecting. And so we get back to this idea that I've talked about a lot, but having this continuity, this consistency, this cohesion with your entire brand experience from start to finish, whether they are a paying client or they're a follower on Instagram, or they read your blog on your website. The goal here is to have that consistency. So I love that you're saying this because it's getting back to leaning into this natural flow state and what feels easy. I don't want to say easy, but what's ease filled, um, because it's not necessarily easy. Maybe it's simple, but it can, it still is challenging. I would argue. Um, but it's this idea that you're showing up as you and really owning that space so that regardless of where someone comes in contact with you, they're having a consistent experience and they're not surprised. And you're building on that expectation again and again and again, so that they're building that trust with you and they know what to expect when they 
get your stuff. They read your blog. They listen to your podcast. They see a video. Um, and then that's what builds that trust and that connection with your community and your audience. So this is such a great tool to really help support this idea. So if listeners, if you're in this space and you are trying to figure out how is the best modality and way for you to communicate with your audience, um, Renee, what I'm understanding from you is this is a gene keys are a great resource and a great place to start. If, um, anyone's in that space of wanting maybe just a nudge of confidence or some affirmation of, yeah, this is what you, you know, this is what you can do. This is supportive for you. Um, Gene keys are a great, a great place to start. <laughs> like <laughs> lack of, like how I explain it. I'm like, it helps you not suck being you like real talk. That's just kind of what it was. It was like, it's an easy way to when it's free, right? I mean, 30 bucks for a book, whatevs, but it's like, it's an easy way to understand and give yourself the confirmation to just be you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're done, you know, investing in all of these random things and you're not finding any results and you constantly come back to what's wrong with me. Why is it working for everybody? It must be me. Oh, it just, there mm-hmm. it is again. It must be me. Go to this and try this because you will be seen in a way that you've never been seen before. And it unlocks that confirmation to say, you know what? screw the book. I'm actually going to show up the way I want to show up. I don't care about everybody else's book. I'm going to follow mine. Yeah. And that's the most freeing thing you can do as a business owner. Oh, I love it. So on that note, aside from buying the book, um, cause we're just going to assume that everyone will, what is one action step that listeners can take this week that is related to gene keys and using it for their business centered around this idea of sharing their message and everything that we've talked about. If you just go to read the life's work, just read one. I'm not challenging you to do all of them. I'm not challenging you to do it. Just read, literally just read your life's work gene key. So you're going to go to your chart and you're going to get that number and go to the gene key book and find that number. Gene key, number, let's just say 14. Gene key 14, then you go to the chapter 14. You don't have to read the whole book. Nobody has to read the whole book. You just go to that chapter. Just read that chapter and see how it has been playing out in your life. Like really see, don't just read it. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, when I said to read it, I'm going to read it. But no, like really read it, listen to it and say, okay, how's this been showing up in my life? And watch, watch how much it unlocks. Mm. I love that reflection piece, right? And I I realized that with human design as well of if you just read it, okay, it's not really helpful, but like actually internalizing it, reflecting on it and building in that self-awareness, that's when it becomes a tool that really helps you and that you can leverage and go back to again and again and again, as you're making decisions, both personally and professionally. So yes, I love that. I want to wrap up and we have an in pursuit segment. It's really a collection of questions, five of them that are all about how you are pursuing an intentional brand. So question number one, from your perspective, what makes a brand remarkable? When it's the truth, it's not sugar-coated. It's not worried. It's not dim. It's not safe. It's the truth. I love it. Uh, how do you build connection into your business? Oh, profile lines for human design is the best freaking way to do this. Your profile lines will reveal so much. I thought I was a fraud for so long on before line. I thought I was a fraud every time I would like work with a business coach. I'm like, she's going to find out all my clients are my friends. Like only my friends hire me. I don't have strangers. The first line in my profile line is you're friendly. Your network is your superpower. 
your friend, your friends are your opportunities. So go to your profile line and you'll see how you connect into that. A good reflection for you. Right. And then I would imagine a lot of permission giving for yourself and help to combat, you know, that comparisonitis and those fraudy feelings and the imposter syndrome that comes up. Um, what does support look like for you in this season of life right now? Um, right now I'm really big on daily practices for key areas. Um, I do a practice for mind, body, business, soul, because I'm a high achiever and I will only do business. And then my mind and my body go to shit and I like a nice ass. So, um, (laughs) I do one activity, my daily practices. I do five things a day. It's a a task list, but they're in the key areas of mind, body, business, soul. So I go on walks, I journal every morning, I connect with my higher self, meditate, and then I do my business stuff. So that way everybody is rocking and rolling in the same direction. Mm, Yes. It's I'm the same as you. I will let the journaling and the morning routine and the exercise go to shit. If I am feeling like a lot of, you know, that overwhelm and that stress coming on, like I have so much to do with work. I just have to dive right into it in the morning. And one of the things that um, I've been very intentional about since having baby number two is like, no, this, it has to be the priority because the business will go to shit. If I'm not taking care of these other aspects of my life, um, yes. it's hard. It's so hard because that story comes in and I don't know if it's same, if it's for you, but it's like, I have to get one more hour in because I only have, you know, five hours today to work. And if the baby's crabby, then I'd only have three or four, you know, and all those um, excuses come in about why you should choose the work over um, everything else. And then you end up usually right back, you know, in that burnout space, which no one wants to be there. Yeah. Because you're reacting to the day. Mm-hmm. You're reacting to what the day brings you versus you being in control. And that's what slowing down and being intentional yes. in those key areas is because if you do that and you're like, okay, so you have a plan for the day and then it's all work stuff. You're, you're not centered in your mind. You're not centered in your body. So when something comes, it takes you completely off the freaking chart and you're like, damn, instead you'd be like, oh, that doesn't, that's not a big deal. I can go with the flow. Cause you're calm, you're centered, you're mm-hmm. taken care of, right. You're not as like reactive to the day. Yeah. That's the one thing that, you know, really helped because we tend to do that. We think it has to look like this. And then if something doesn't like one little thing knocks us off, the whole day's freaking ruined. I've had that a few times. Absolutely. Yes. Um, in the last six months or, you know, nine months, whichever time frame feels resonant, uh, what have you tried that has not worked? Rushing, <laughs> rushing through everything. You know that it has to happen now or I'm going to be behind. Um, rushing has literally been every single time I do it. Um, and it was so much that my spirit guide sent me freaking tarantulas, which if you even closely know anything about spiritual meetings and tarantulas, it's all about patience. And they sent me three in a week. So like real talk tarantulas, like in my backyard, on my path, full on, like, because I was rushing and I would not stop. And then I got sick because of it. So bless on rushing. (laughs) Slow down. Yes. I think that's a, um, a good reminder for everybody. And then last question in the last, you know, six, nine, whatever time frame feels good personally or professionally, what is one thing that you have said no to? Because the no's are just as important as the yeses. Mm, there's a lot. Um, I'm going to say apologizing. Don't apologize for being weird and wanting to do what I want to do now. If I want to stay home with my cat versus go talk to people, I do it. <laughs> so I'm going to say <laughs> apologizing to people because I don't want to feel bad always for, you know, doing what I want to do because I feel like we never put ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that a lot lately and I really actually enjoy it. Good for you. Yeah. A good, another good reminder for all of us of just sit in yourself and don't apologize for it. Um, 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Renee. I really appreciate you and you coming on, sharing all the good information about Gene Keys. I officially now have that in my Amazon cart and it will be ordered right after we hop off the call today. I can't wait to dig in more. I'm going to be sending you all of the things that I'm learning. Um, I know listeners are going to love this topic and want to dig in more and be in all of your quirky weirdness. So where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? And just, yeah, pick up all of the great information that you are sharing. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Fresh Life Marketing. Um, and you can look, I have a bunch of free trainings on my Instagram lives um, of what Gene Keys. So if you get your book and you get your chart and you're like, okay, where do I start? Go there. It'll tell you exactly, you know, what Gene Key you need to pay attention to, what it does, why you should care about it and how to find it. So you're not completely lost. So that's at Fresh Life Marketing. Um, and then Woo Woo Wednesday podcast is how you can find me on more Gene Key topics and Woo Woo topics, all the spiritual stuff. So if you want to connect to your higher self, you want to get into the Woo Woo, but not like super crunchy vibes, you go to Woo Woo Wednesday um, and freshlifemarketing.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And listeners, we will see you in the next episode.